Paul, everybody here. My name is Ben Yuko. I'm with the Soul Wanted Organization. Please watch my current event show every Mondays and Wednesdays when I'm talking about IT, sports, and entertainment. Don't touch that dial. All right, it's Ben Yuko here. Oh, all right. So, how's everybody doing tonight? It's Ben Yuko here. We got a lot, we got plenty of things to talk about. We're only going to do a little bit tonight for the, the current events. I know I have a lot for current events, but... I got so busy today, so I just decided I got to go to work tomorrow. So I'm going to try to do as much as I can to do what I have to do. First, I want to talk about the coming up in about a couple minutes. We uh, about a moment. We got dynamite thing to St. Patty's Day. Dynamite, let me predict these winners here. So we're gonna have, um, we'll have Coldy and, uh, and Penta. We'll kick out, open the show tonight. I think I'm gonna give Coldy that win. And then the Ray finish with Anacle. Anacle, I'll say, I'll say, um, Ray Phoenix. Uh, um, let's say Thunder Rosa should do that match. John Mosky, Eddie Kingston versus the Good Brothers. I think John Mosky and Eddie Kingston. We got Joshua Express, the Bear Country. I'll take them. And then Jay Cardell, Ashton, Christian Cage will be. Tony Savai will be up to Sting tonight and Darby Allen. So that's all coming up. So watch that AEW Dynamite tonight. Currently watch it. Just give a to watch the show. Alright, so that should be also a big thing that we also should be supporting that as we can.
Okay. So make sure you are always getting back and getting back that support. Alright, now the next thing we're gonna talk about is something really, really serious is this this interview that they uh this information that to me called Maury's thing for the demand justice. So I just wanna go back to it because now you are trying I wanted to take I want us to take a look at the picture of what this uh and let's get that to our our head about this. Give me a second. I want to spend some time time talking about this Tamika Mari and this thing because the last couple of days now there are people have been talking about these activists over and I'm not, and I keep telling everybody and normally I don't talk about it, but this ties into music. You gotta stop robbing these families and trying to be the, you're the front of everything and you are not. Okay. All these activists who rob families who lost loved ones by police blind your time is damn near up. I'm happy to see so many families suing activists and organizations out here for money, but not helping the families they chant about. About fucking time. So I just got this on my Facebook recently, and that's all they're doing. That whole protect black women thing, that all is a, that's all, that's all hustle, that's all grip. It's no different than that, like, to stop the steal, Negroes. They're just gripping your money, and they're just going to rob you blind. I keep telling folks, these community activists don't give a rat's ass about us. So that's why a lot of that is really, really, really needs to be dealt with immediately and sway into serious justice that needs to be actually done. So I am am very happy to hear that Tamara Rice's mom has spoken out and said, Hey, they're robbing our families. They're robbing our legacies. They're not doing anything for us. And no they're not. They're not doing a goddamn thing for you. And that's what they're planning and they're blindly doing. They're just going to screw you the way they like it. So that is why all this has been absolutely just one big, one big hustle screwing people over and just not seeing one dime going out. So that's why I, that is has to be really talked about. And now you're up at the Grammy Awards and stuff. Like for Tamika Mari to go out to the Grammys, it, it's absolutely disrespectful. What are you trying? What are you trying to achieve? You trying to achieve that you really care? No, 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 no. All you care about is ripping your own pockets and making yourself money and getting rich. Cause that is all what you're doing. You are riching their pockets. I am not. I am not going to sit here and let phony activists say whatever the hell they want, left or right. And screw people over. And I've been calling out all of them. And sometimes everyone asks me why I'm doing them. Well, well, it, it ties into the, the little part, but it ties into the music industry. How you're cultivating their causes and you're not doing anything for them. So that's why I'm hearing of all the lawsuits coming. I'm loving it. I'm fucking loving it.
it's like Mike Lendo, who who's who's a fucking Zionist. He got he got Alan Dershowitz. He died with Jeffrey Epstein, which was Hollywood's connected to all that too. It, it's it's kind of like it's very very sickening and watching every hustle take actual place and people doing not absolutely not a damn thing for you, using you, using your causes, using your pain. But clicks and clicks and views, and it's uh the gig the gig the gig is up, the gig is absolutely up, gig is absolutely up for y'all. So that's why. So that's very very amazing to see. And now, also, also that that doesn't. And I thought Tamika Moore is gonna bring the ratings for this. Easy. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at what we have here. Here. So let's continue. Grammy Tank is about to hit an all-time low. This year's Grammy Center was the first of many taking over a play over the week of March and initially being delayed as a COVID-19 pandemic rolls on. It was the first event ever of the year ever held at the secret location. Additionally, it perhaps marked a switch in the music industry as it towards the Recording Academy earned criticism by major acts in the game like The Weeknd and Justin Bieber. The show itself was jam-packed with NSFW performed in history-breaking moment all night, but even that was enough to stop the show's rating from tanking to an all-low this year. 7.9 million views. Yeah, it, it's... It's... So that's pretty much what's going to ha it's happening, so... It wasn't better than 2020, the world hitting a record low. Pre-pandemic show health Stapleson, 18.7 million. While it's hard to tell exactly what turns off viewers from tuning into this year, organizing the event brought on different challenges due to the pandemic. It was filmed in the less glamorous Elliott Co Convention Center and the usually star-studded red carpet was kept on a smaller scale this time. Of course, the anti-Grammys train have been running at full speed, but a bit some big names in music have also have also resulted in the dismissal of viewership. What is it there on why the rating flopped is let us know in the comments. Well because everyone knows that the Grammys is a joke. It's not for us. So one comment said it actually. So I'm gonna play a couple, read a couple comments here because it's like okay, good. The Grammy carries of all this pressure because it's an institution based on white value, but it's really Jewish validation and. It, Illusion of prestige 
and that might soon be its downfall because we are all been fucking up old institutions right now. If all the other major musical awards show cut out the competitiveness element and focus solidly on celebrating the arts and culture, maybe people will afford them again or not. I ain't watching that shit anyway. Look at the BET Awards. If it, we keep it 100, people don't give as much fuck about the BET Awards. True. Exactly, and and it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the the hip hop awards. The hip hop awards, too. Because I don't care what the award shows. They're not worth <laughs> any of my time. But what keeps me interested? We're gonna read this. But the show, the whole every, people, but the shows are still pop up because people love to watch them for everything else. The hosts, the skits, the performances, the tributes, the ciphers, that are perfect, but at the end of the day, it's just us celebrating our culture. It's actually true. Actually, very true. And I am very, very impressed. But my favorite time is the ciphers, because we, we can actually see the actual flows and and stuff, and BET Awards, you can kick off with so many artistic events, and that's, that's what it all comes down, but I do love that awards, and, the, and as well, especially the Soul Train Award, the performances, and you kept it pure to the culture, and there's no drama, and that's, you can have a little drama, but not, like, too heavy on the drama, and that's what a lot of people like about the whole thing about it. So that's why I think, and then one person in the comments said, "What is the vice of them? Stop giving awards to bullshit artists and start giving them to those with actual talent." Well, they don't. They know talent. They just don't want to talk about it. So here's another one. Viewership is done across the board. TV Super Bowl hits a low because it's still the Super Bowl. NBA Files did it too. We can't re- really guard viewership on traditional ways in this pandemic. All this nabbing the weekend and the anti Grammy stand gets stronger, probably does not help. Not much they can do about it through the grand scheme. Some are always going to get upset. I guess they could increase the amount of nominees, but the others. Will argue that that developing nominees to rock in hard p- place, really. Yeah, the war shows are they're they're absolutely a joke. They're absolutely a joke. It's a complete cesspool. I ain't getting nothing done. Nothing's gonna get really really done. All that whole war show. It's all it's all a joke to them. Now we're gonna um some is going through all the important important stuff just and then we're gonna go through all the news. So right now we're gonna talk about Nick Cannon and what he learned after making an anti Semitic comment. Nick Cannon is ready to be back in public in the public races, but he's not exactly looking for forgiveness. Rather, he said he's going beyond a part is seeing King Grove and has taken the past nine months to reflect and learn about after making a series of anti-Semitic rewrite and presentations about Jewish people. 
Well, no, no. A lot of the stuff that when they talk about is Jews, it's actually fact that Jews run the media. They want always want to play victim. That's all these motherfuckers care about. They always want to play victim, but the, the but the biggest they're the biggest perpetrators of everything. Biggest ones. No way we can sit here and say all that stuff I was saying. Let me, let me find that. Let me find that damn interview. So, so, uh, so I want you to, so I want you to Return now to Nick Cannon sitting down for his first TV interview since widespread condemnation over his anti-Semitic comments. Here's ABC's Lindsay Davis. You've made a, a very clear distinction between an apology versus atonement. Atonement. Are you seeking forgiveness? I'm not seeking forgiveness. I'm seeking for growth. Nick Cannon is not asking for forgiveness, but after what he said this past summer, many think he should. After years of building his brand, bigoted comments he made on one podcast threw his stardom and future into a tailspin. These people who didn't have what we had, and when I say we, I speak of the mm -hmm. melanated people. Right. They had to be savages. They had to be barbaric. The Cannon's Class episode featured Richard Griffin, a.k.a. Professor Griff, who had been kicked out of Public Enemy back in 1989 for anti-Semitic comments. He and Nick retread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and question the birthright of the Jewish people. The Semitic people are black people. Right. You can't be anti-Semitic when the Semitic when, when we we are the Semitic people. When we are the same people that you who they want to be, mm -hmm. that's our birthright. It's our birthright. The reaction was swift and widespread. Rabbi Abraham Cooper condemned the commentary, saying anyone seeking a Ph.D. in Jew hatred should watch this interview. Explanations and subsequent apologies fell short. Nick lost his deal with Viacom CBS and stepped away from a daily radio show. An upcoming talk show was put on ice. There are reports that you were pressured to <laughs> apologize in order to keep your job. Any truth to that? I can answer this wholeheartedly. Um, who pressured me? Ultimately, I've always said that apologies uh, are empty. For Nick, his road back meant more than apologies. He sought atonement. In Hebrew, they call it, you know, teshuvah, the, the process of, of not only, you know, repenting, but through that, if you're ever met with a, a similar situation, that you make a different decision. That goes beyond apologizing. And I'm on this journey of atonement because it's the right thing to do. His journey began with the rabbis, welcoming them onto his podcast to learn from them. The first one to come on, the very rabbi who denounced him, Rabbi Cooper. I didn't know you, but the world knows you. <laughs> when, I, when I watched the piece and uh, there was somebody there who was saying, uh, I'm not even a real Jew. Right. That, that goes right to the heart. I hurt people. I'm going to lean into it. 
I want to understand why I hurt you. Why? What, what did I say? What are these tropes? Educate me. Nick's quest for education isn't new. Last year. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it should be new. When you when you try to educate me, well, why 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 is it that educate you? Don't uh, why do we need to explain our actions? This is a this is a, he's a great actor. It's just it just to me it's just he's he acts like a punk. Okay, that's that's all he's doing with this for. Okay, he's just acting. He's he's being a straight ass punk. Okay, continue. He finished undergrad at Howard University, and he's now pursuing a master's degree in divinity. Divinity and theology has been something that's been a part of my life. But I always tell people I sin way too much to be a preacher. So. One of those things that people paid attention to was you saying uh, to Professor Griff that black people can't be anti-Semitic because they are the Semitic people and black people are the true Hebrews. The purpose first was to say we are all the same people. That That's ultimately what I was saying. I was like, how can you hate when you believe that you come from the same people that are saying you're being hateful. Is that your belief that it is the birthright of black people? One thing that can't be debated is that we all originate from Africa. During the podcast, you actually went beyond the Jewish community and talked about non-melanated people. Right. Do you believe that non-melanated people are evil, savage, barbaric? Absolutely not. Nick is the latest in a line of recent black celebrities accused of making anti-Semitic comments. To him, they're not rooted in prejudice. It's definitely ignorance. I don't believe it's hatred. I believe it's frustration. The black and Jewish communities, it's, it's a complicated history. You have really great and powerful examples of allyship between the two communities who have often faced similar forms of oppression. I want to stop right there. And, I, and, and these motherfuckers run our movements today. The Jews have always influenced and funded most of our stuff in the, in the entire civil rights movement stuff. And they funded the NAACP and the Urban League. So you have to understand that. Alright, so that's the... So, so make sure everybody understands. Unfortunately, it's the differences and the tension that have often been more of the highlight. Jamel Hill is a journalist who ended up facing some backlash of her own after a piece she wrote in 2008. One of the things that I said in the column was, um, uh, you know, rooting for the Celtics is like rooting for Hitler or something along those lines and immediately drew a complete firestorm. Jamel was mortified and apologized. We have to realize that and, that, and 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 they call you the N word, and you and you don't demand all apology for the Jewish community. Now they the, they play like again. I said on Monday they play like the biggest victim, but they are the biggest perpetrators of fraud. Continue. Stereotypes play into 
a larger issue of global racism. And so that's where it's, it's dangerous. We can't be arrogant or presumptuous if you're in a marginalized group. That's when you start disrespecting other people that you have so much more in common with. We are much more powerful together against racism and oppression and white supremacy if we find common ground. You are sitting in the conference room where Dr. King used to come and do his wow. work, where the luminaries of the civil rights movement uh, met and debated. It's here at the Religious Action Center that Nick chose to host a podcast taping with a diverse group of Jewish Americans. I've actually heard a, a Jewish person of color say this is, when I walk in the room, they don't know I'm Jewish. When I walk in the room, they know I'm black. You can have anti-Semitism and have had suffered. My grandma Fanny survived the pogroms of Europe. Believe me, I know the violence. We had the Tree of Life shooting. All of that is real, and we have to confront the deep-rooted systemic racism that is particularly pointed towards black and brown Americans. Indeed. And has been embedded in this culture and society for the past 400 years. Right. I think the way we like to think about this whole call-out culture is more about calling in. It's not about cancel culture, it's about council culture. Viacom has acknowledged Nick's efforts. They're now back in business together. Nick's made a return to radio and is launching a daytime talk show with Fox. He's also helped kick off the Black Jewish Entertainment Alliance. Nick may have begun the process, but reconciliation rarely comes quickly. My journey's not going to stop whether the person watching this forgives me or not. I'm still going to hopefully do this process, be on the right side of history and bring people closer together. Our thanks to Lindsay. Alright, enough of this shit. Again, it just shows you that Nick Cannon, when it comes down to your ethics, you don't have a backbone. You don't have a backbone. You don't. You don't show a backbone. You're not gonna show a backbone. And I know you. Okay. And that's why. And that's really, really sad. Us as black men, we gotta do. We gotta do better than this. If they disrespect us, you better demand an apology or don't ever work with them again. That's how we should be handling our business. So let's get down. Let me just do a couple of stories here. Okay. Here we go. Everybody Hates Chris gets a cartoon reboot on CBS. Chris Rock's TV show, Everybody Hates Chris, is set to return on CBS and NBC. The final first season of the show aired you being on the chronicle of Chris Rock's teenage years and coming age. As they switched on to the CW, the Super show ran for three months. Both the original co-creator of the show, Ali Leroy, and executive producer, Michael Rottenberg, have signed into, into the animated reboot. So, while Chris Rock is expected to return as narrator of the cartoon, other original cast have not yet signaled if they're will be involved in the project. So that's going to be a big thing. And then... And then Aretha Franklin's family protest Genesis Aretha after failed ties with the network. So let's hear what they have to say. This movie has to go! This movie has to go! 
shooting that video along with my siblings, uh, my parents, and some of my friends. As most people know, there are two biopics of my grandma currently being made, the Respect movie with Jennifer Hudson and the Dune series with Cynthia Erivo. As a music painter, we feel that it's important to be involved with any biopic of my grandma's life as it's hard to get any accurate depiction of anyone's life without speaking to the ones closest to them. During the process of writing, directing, and filming this movie, we reached out to Genius as a family on multiple occasions where we've been disrespected and told that we will not be worked with. As the immediate family, emphasis on immediate, we do not support this film, and we ask that you also do not support this film, as we feel extremely disrespected, and we feel that there will be many inaccuracies about my grandmother's life. Thank See, we're not going to support that movie. That, yeah, and this woman's talked shit about black people for a long time, so that's been, it's been known about that. So I don't support anything that comes out of her mouth. Let's see. Let's do one text story here. Let's cover this. TikTok will no longer let people opt out of personalized ads. TikTok will soon make personal ads manager mean you will start getting ads in the app base based on the kind of content you engage with, whether you want or not. The app currently has a set that allows users to choose whether they will be served ads based on their activity with they are starting April 18th. We know this show when you open that your setting will change and the ads you see may start being based on what you do on TikTok. <laughs> so you might want to read up on that whole information and check out new iPad Pro's reported launching soon as they were in the 12.9 inch model may have LED screen so that's so check that all of those out so so they're, they're gonna have a cheapest iPod later this year they look nice so check that out okay guys so I just want to mention all this to you ah uh, that's it for me I'm gonna go watch, I'm gonna go do the, my thing okay I so uh Okay guys so I uh, see you later guys
irresistible appeal of black individuality. Where has all of that gone? The very people who blazed our path to self-expression and pioneered a resolutely distinct and individual voice have too often succumbed to mind-numbing sameness and been seduced by simply repeating what we hear, what somebody else said or thought, and not digging deep to learn what we think or what we feel or what we believe. Now, it is true that the genius of African culture is surely its repetition, but the key to such repetition was that new elements were added each go-round. Every round goes higher and higher. Something fresh pops off the page.